Welcome to Everything But The Kitchen Dank, the podcast where we discuss all things pickleball with your hosts, Rob and Andy. So uh, welcome back to Everything But The Kitchen Dink. We have a very special guest with us again. We've, <laughs> we've got We've got Karen Mitchell back um, after a, well, well, a bit of a break we've had. It has been, yeah. So yeah. it's fantastic to have you back, Karen. Um, and as you said, we were just talking about us going away and having a bit of a break. Um, it was amazing to play in America. Have you ever played in America? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you know what it's like over there. I do. Yeah, I do. it's incredible. Except for yeah. the, it is too the, hot. The heat, yeah. But... Well, you were going in the relative summertime. I generally go sort of like October, November, December right. time. Or manager one. But actually, my favourite time is November. Right. Like, what sort of areas do you go to when you go over there? Uh, I've been to Florida. I, I've, I've got a bit of a timeshare at Florida. Oh, right. So, amazing. Yeah. So, um, is it so the villages? No, no, Orlando actually. Right, so, okay. But then I also go to somewhere else in um, Florida. So we've been down to Ponta Gorda. Right. Uh, been to um, St. Petersburg, is it? Um, but been all around anyway. Yeah. So. Do, you, do you get a chance to still play pickleball or has it been affected by the growth of pickleball England? It really has been affected actually. And in fact, that, that's the most depressing thing that the more. I work on pickleball the less I play. Yeah. Um, so um, I'm making a concerted effort to try and play a bit more at the moment. I'm actually going to be playing today because it's a nice day and we've got a court. So yeah, uh, so that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and playing, we've got some friends coming over, so hopefully we'll get two or three hours out there. Brilliant. Uh, which will be, you know, balm for my soul, to be honest. So, right. uh, uh, so yeah, I, I don't play as much as I'd like. So I guess you used to compete and now you're not able to compete. Um, I did... still compete, but not at our tournaments right. because I can't compete at our tournaments. And actually at the English Open, Chris attempted to play. And in fact, he's been very successful until this time. You know, he's, he's, he's always meddled. But yeah. in particular, the, the English Open was so huge that there's no way that his head would yeah, be... Yeah, it's difficult. I mean... I, I was saying a club night the other week. We, we had a club night, and I was trying to organise, like, doing a king of the court thing. Um, and I found that stressful. <laughs> and my play my play was affected because I was worried about, you know, getting the court. Everyone else. Everyone else. So I, I can only imagine what it's like for you. Uh, it must be yeah. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable pressure to do yeah. that. But having said that, um, the first English nationals, Chris and I gold medaled together. Wow. Uh, and actually yeah. the first... The English Open at Southampton, we medalled together, but it was after Southampton that I made the decision I can't play and um, uh, organise at the same time. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So We won goals as well. I, <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't, did you? I, I congratulated you. Yeah, you know, we don't like that. to talk about so, it. No, no, you're not right? <laughs> <laughs> um, good, good, well done. Well so, done. thank you. I think you might find that Robert did rather well better than you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it thanks. Is, it's no secret he's my hero. <laughs> I know, there's a real bromance going yeah. on. Yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> um, so, going on to the Open, um, can, you, can you give us an insight, like, when do you start planning? Is it straight after the Open or, you know, maybe give us an insight into how it works throughout the year and maybe... 
leading up to the last few weeks, it must be hell. It was hell. And actually, the, the afterwards was hell as well. That was probably even more hellish. But, really? Um, anyway. Yeah, so um, we um, started looking for venues immediately after. I mean, some would say that you, you've got to look before the, the, the event, but we don't have enough time to look before the event, right? So we, we knew that Southampton wasn't big enough. We needed to look for another event, uh, another um, venue. So um, I think I might have told you before that we looked at two others yes. um, and counted them. And the problem with Telford was it was hellishly expensive, you know, nice space and all the rest of it, but really expensive. Uh-huh. So the reason why registration was delayed in opening was we needed to shore up our finances to make sure we could afford it. So right. that meant I had to get some sponsorship in. Right. So we went to the APP um, and um, uh, agreed um, uh, a deal with them that would enable us to put the deposit down on Telford. And then we knew we had to get sufficient um, sponsorships to cover because you know, what people probably don't realise is how much it costs to put on yeah. a tournament of that calibre. Right? Can you give us an idea of costs or is that something you don't want to disclose? I mean, that's fine if you don't. But... Well, well, I don't, I mean, it, it'll probably get disclosed in our AGM anyway. Right, okay. So I tell you that we're talking about finances of around a quarter of a million pounds. Oh my gosh, wow. Thank you, thank you, because I don't think anyone has No, no, no idea. That's and this is why it's great for you to be on. responsibility is on our shoulders. We're a volunteer organisation. Yeah, yeah. That responsibility falls on our shoulders, right? So if that's the sort of pressure that we're under, right? So, you know, we want to put on tournaments for people, um, but I don't think that people really realise what that means. Yeah. And as we grow, the pressure gets bigger, right? Um, and you're only as good as your last tournament, so we don't want to not be as good brilliant. as last. Yeah, I mean, um, and you were brilliant this time. It was unbelievable. So I don't know where you go from here, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm retiring, actually. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm going to leave on a high. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. So, you know, we, we, we finalised the venue probably, um, that was probably January, but we had to shore up our finances. And that's when we opened up um, uh, registration, was sort of, I think, the end of March. And then from then, you're sort of like working on sponsors, managing the, the, the player uh, stuff. Um, we have to work on what's, we had three site visits because it's such a huge space. Yeah. How are we going to manage that space? So we had three site visits. Uh, one of them was with um, sponsors so they could see what the space was like and they could choose where they wanted to be, etc. Um, and then we had to put all together all the banners and backdrops and posters and program and all the little details, right? Yeah. Um, thank God we have Sally Griffith, who is brilliant with um, her artwork. Um, and um, then we had our uh, Jupa uh, team trophy uh, sponsors to get to sponsor the teams. You know, there's honestly too much work for the number of people that we have. We had an intern working with us uh, this year. He was brilliant, but he was only with us for a few weeks and now he's gone. Right. Um, so uh, the lion's share 
of the work is with the, the committee, which is Frank, Chris, and myself. Um, and then um, we also have James that help, helped pitch in on the sponsorship side and the contracts, because that's the other thing, you have to have contracts with everyone, right? right. So, um, you know, so we're really grateful to him. Um, a lot of um, uh, work. And then once the registration closes, you have people who are still trying to get in. Yeah. Um, and you have... Um, uh, visa problems with the international uh, pe- uh, people. I mean, India, I because we hadn't actually had players from India before, I didn't actually realise how much risk there was associated with them getting visas. So actually, probably only half of them got visas that they oh, really? wanted. So, yeah, That's that had an impact. Right. We had to rejig, you know, the um, who was in the different events and change players, you know. All of this was happening whilst Chris was doing some modelling of the scheduling. So he does the scheduling once in test, and then he goes and does it again in um, production environment, right? Um, And, uh, you know, stuff had to get reworked, you know. It's just incredible what goes on. How how do you not... There's so many small details, like you mentioned. How do you not forget about things? How do you not... I'm sure things are coming up all the time that, oh, I never thought about that, those kinds of things. Does that happen a lot? Um, well, very rarely, if I'm honest. Um, but I think that's because we've done a few tournaments now, right. so I know exactly what's got to be done when, right? Um, and it is very few of us working on it, so it's not like, you know, um, there's lots of people we've got to manage that things might get dropped in between us, you know. Um, I will admit, though, that I nearly dropped the ball for the Nationals um, because I didn't get the medal order in. And, you know, can you uh, imagine how you would feel if you didn't have your medal? Ready? You know what? I was just thinking about how amazing the medals were because when I turned it around, it had the category of what you'd won on it. And I was well, like... I never didn't notice that. Yeah. Which was, I thought was... I'm not going to do that again, though. Oh, OK. Was it too much... So um, some of the medals engraving didn't happen. Okay. Uh, and then we didn't have um, blank ones that we did order blank ones, but they didn't arrive. It was that when you've got those extra details. I was going to say. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Although, um, I think it was a really nice touch. I think it's not worth the risk. Yeah. Okay. So for the nationals, it won't be. Engraved. It won't be. Well, okay. we're, we're moving up anyway, so there won't be any medals for us this time. <laughs> <laughs> well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so having said all that and what you've gone through, would you say it exceeded expectations? Was it better than you thought? Was it worse than you thought? How, how do you feel afterwards? Um... So a couple of things. I just want to rewind on something. So yeah, I said okay. that the matches in test. Yes. Then in, what you might not know is he had to redo the bat matches again. Right. Because one of the things that we um, thought going into um, the tournament was that we could only use 16 of the courts because if, if I think I might have said it on the podcast before, that four of them we thought would have a bad bounce. And so we decided that, do you know what? We're expecting it to be a bad bounce. Let's schedule everything for 16 courts. And then it's a bonus if we've got four more courts. Um, so when we got there and we laid out um, the courts and did a ball bounce test, actually, 
there weren't dead spots. So we then had a decision. Do we have four courts for warm-up and things like that, or do we replan again? And being the nuts that we are, we redid it again. Right. So <laughs> Chris, Chris um, sorry, so what was that? 36 courts. Sorry, Chris is reminding me we had 40 Hi, Chris. Courts. 40, 40 <laughs> courts, just riding me in the, in the background, 40 <laughs> courts. So we replanned it for 40. And yeah. um, Chris did the singles day and the mixed doubles day. And um, we engaged Sam Basford to come to the rescue to do gender doubles day. Because literally this was done on a Monday. Right. Uh, it was Tuesday morning. Um, so that we could still send out the schedules to players. I think we wanted to get them out no later than Wednesday. Um, so, you know, we replanned again. So, you know, and can you imagine all those matches for 1,050 people, right? Done three times. Yeah. It is crazy. So, um, so now you asked, did it exceed my expectations? So, okay. So I'll be honest. Um, Chris and I, after day one, we both did a high five and said, God, we pulled it off. (laughs) (laughs) Because... When we arrive there on the yeah. Monday, when it's empty of anything else, um, you realise how enormous and cavernous this place yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I suddenly thought, has everything I've planned, I had a vision for it, has everything that I've planned going to be dwarfed in this place? But as you probably can say for yourself, those courts and those ba- that bought, um, uh, court dividers and the banners and everything... That just looked banging in there. I, I have to say, um, from a player's perspective, uh, it was the best weekend of my life, apart from Aww. apart from my children being born. Uh, <laughs> um, it was just, I mean, to walk in there, it was just, I mean, it was incredible. It's, it's, I'm lost for words because as a, an avid pickleball player who hasn't had the opportunity really in this country to play on on these courts and on this scale and in a venue like this. I mean, my mind was blown, honestly. And hats off to you and all the staff and Chris for what you pulled off because it was just amazing. It was just amazing. Yeah. So, you know, you. kudos to, to all of you. Yeah, and, um, you know, I've, I've mentioned Chris and myself, but, um, you know, Frank and his yeah. wife, Jackie, worked their socks off as well, as did our court monitors. I mean... Mal, Trevor. Trevor was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I remember oh, going to Trevor the... Trevor de- was amazing. He was amazing. He was so calm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. incredible. And, and they weren't the only ones. There was... Um, there was yeah, there was a lot. There was loads of them. So, and, you know, and the welcome desk ladies and men, you know, they were just fantastic. It was so, so friendly. Yeah, and in fact, see, that. so that's the thing. My greatest... Um, um, appreciation for the whole thing, though, was the friendliness that everyone showed. The whole vibe yeah. of the weekend, yeah, yeah. just spot on. Yeah, it really, it was. You know, when, when we um had got everything put out and all the rest of it, and I, I realised it was going to look nice, I had a last minute idea. And if you went to the gents, you would have seen the posters in in the, the gents because we the venue looked brilliant. Everything was ready, but my one concern was that if players weren't friendly with each other, it we would lose that small tournament 
feel of friendliness and I didn't want to lose that so Sally really rapidly did um, some posters which got printed overnight and put into the toilets the next morning so that it reminded everyone to smile yeah. you know and have a good time and that's the bit that I will remember is everyone just being so happy for the most part there are a few people that are never happy but you know, <laughs> yeah. 90, 98% of the people were happy and enjoying themselves and just having a great time and I think that um, uh, Andre Strachan's uh, quote to me afterwards was the, the nicest thing you could have said he said, I have never loved pickleball as much as I loved it this weekend. Yeah, great line. Amazing. And yeah. it's interesting you say that because I think we noticed, we expected to go in and have a lot of bad line calls and, and bad sports. And there was very, very I was little. I just about to that. mention and, that. You know, we made great friends, you know, after the games, everybody was, was having a laugh together. I it think was just amazing. the actual courts helped with the line calls because we used, we're used to all those lines on courts and it's so difficult but these courts you could clearly see if a ball was in and out and it made a massive difference a massive yeah. difference um yeah yeah so that was fantastic um just moving on um how how were the americans um were, were they okay will they continue to play a part um in the open moving forward well i think that the app were really happy with their um uh you know part in the tournament yeah they helped bring the pro players over and then at some um, i think it was just um probably 12 weeks out they decided to bring the next gen players and actually i'm so glad they did yeah. because i thought they were fantastic they um that they really um, uh, made the uh, Duper team trophy. And I'm glad that our um, European players were playing the next gen rather than the pro players yeah. in that because it made for closer games. Yeah. But I think that's the thing that, um, you know, I noticed when looking at the results that the games with the next gen players were a lot closer than with the pro players. And um, therefore... You know, when we have a discussion about next year, I think it's the next gen I'd really like to focus on because, you know, that gives um, uh, good competition to the European players, but it doesn't make it, you know, that they're embarrassed, you know. Yes. Or, do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, but I thought they had a good time. They seemed to have a good time. Many of them have said they'd love to come back. Um, I, I thought that lots of them spent time with players. The, the feedback for the clinics was really good. The play with a pro, if you got to play with a pro, people were really happy. I think one of you guys did, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't get a chance to, 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 uh, to okay. do it. Um, I would have loved to have done it, but I, I just didn't get the chance. Next time you can play with your I actually went to, to do it, and it was just sold out so quickly yeah. it was yeah. it was just gone and i literally went on to do it and it was it was gone well, so pe people will well. pay to play with robert <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't think i'm quite there yet but <laughs> um just just going back to pickleball england you, i think you mentioned last time we spoke that there would come a time where you would need full-time paid staff you, you must be at that point now it needs to be a, oh, a company we are, we are. Um, and, you know, my priority is to get an administrator in and an events manager in because I'm serious. I don't want to be doing all the heavy lifting um, for the tournament in addition to what I do for Pickleball England. It's, ju it's just too much. much. Yeah. Too yeah. much. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, why don't you delegate more? You know, why don't you delegate more? Um, but 
there are limitations to what you can actually do um, if you're working with volunteers because they give the time they've got, whereas a lot of the jobs need to be done immediately. Yeah. Or, you know, So we need staff in to do things, and we, we'll focus on that. Okay. And um, I was just going to say, um, how was the actual... How Whenever we saw you, you seemed to be smiling. I don't know if it's just because you saw us. <laughs> did, it, did it all go to plan the, for the for the whole time? No. <laughs> well, you covered it very well. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, the big stuff went to plan. Um, we had a few glitches, um, which, you know, we now understand what happened, what caused those glitches. But I think we, we managed through the glitches, you know, pretty well. So... Um, you know, uh, there's also, you know, we try to put a lot of things in. So we have a junior um, event, a wheelchair event, and um, uh, the Men Without Partners so that we don't disappoint anyone. Yeah. Um, but none of those go on the system because, um, you know, right to the 11th hour, you could have a Men Without Partner having to go into a mixed doubles because someone else has pulled out, you know, so you can't plan for these things. Yes. So um, on the Sunday, it was particular when all of those events were happening. It was particularly fraught because um, you know we had to do stuff the night before to get ready for all the main games, and we didn't have enough time to um, you know get some of those pieces locked down before the next morning. So you know we were doing it all on the fly on the Sunday morning. So that's challenging, and then of course lots of people are asking lots of questions. You know yeah. we didn't have enough volunteers either. So Chris right. and I ended up manning one of the court monitor desks whilst we're trying to do all this stuff nice. on the fly as well. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it, not everything went to plan, but as, as I said earlier, I think we pulled it off. So on that theme, um, if there was one thing that you could have done differently, what would it have been? Um, well, I... Yeah, finish finish at seven o'clock. <laughs> because no, seriously, because yeah, uh, we were trying to fit so many people in. Yeah, we finished at ten o'clock. Well, we were trying to finish oh. at nine thirty, but you know we were getting four minutes before we had to get out the the building. So finishing at seven o'clock, so we could have an evening because we were finishing at ten. You know, we hadn't actually properly eaten. Yeah. And then doing work, we weren't getting to bed till one o'clock in the oh, morning. That's crazy. Having to get back there for eight o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Is, and we were there from Sunday, and um, we were we were hoping to be away by Monday because of all the clear up. But we didn't get away until Tuesday in the end. Wow. Because there's just so much to be done, and in fact, that aftermath, that is the thing that I would do differently. I'd have to hire people. I think. Just yeah. to help with the clear up because there weren't enough people, right. and you know it. When you've done a week's work as well, and yeah, completed, you know, it's it's, and we we don't get a penny no. for doing no, right. Yeah. So you know, it, it's too much to push. Yes, oh really? Yeah. So. Okay, so where's it going to be next year? Assuming that the growth continues, will Telford be too small now? Well, the thing is, um, it takes a lot to figure out how to use a venue. And if we're going to be doing next year, we have to almost get a booking in ASAP. So my current 
um, plan. I've actually looked at the details of a couple of other places, um, but they don't look like it's going to be viable. So I think that we're going to probably return to Telford. I mean, they were amazing, the people there. They, right. they, it's a fantastic venue. It is, it is. But I think we have to manage it differently. So what I'm looking at at the moment is, is it a longer thing? And we, you know, cut it up into chunks with different people going at different times? Or do we um, actually say, okay, um, we're going to limit the, the registration? The numbers, yeah. Yeah, it's all that we've got to look at. And that's not a decision just for me. The board will have a meeting and we'll we'll have a discussion about it and decide what to do. But in the meantime, I'm trying to figure out the timings. Now, the Olympics are getting in the way next year. Oh, okay. Um, there's a massive thing in the States that, could actually stop us getting um, pro players. And then the Welsh uh, festival is at the end of August. So it's a bit tricky, the timing yeah. of all. So it's not locked down yet, but um, I am, I, I'll, I'll disclose that I am looking at Telford again. Okay, right. that's good. Okay. I mean, it was a fantastic okay. venue, um, as you say. So um, yeah. I'm taking the week off next year. So um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have enough time this year. I wasn't properly prepared next yeah, we year. We should have gone the day before um, and we um, didn't realise. You know, if you want... If you want help from me and Andy a few days before setting up, we're there helping you. Oh, thank you. I'll take you up on that. Take me up, yeah. yeah definitely. I'm taking a week off. I uh, don't know about Andy, actually. I'll be yeah, I'm, cause he's... Well, maybe not the week, but I'll certainly come earlier than I did. Um, so, discussing the Nationals and moving forward, uh, we've got that coming up in a few weeks' time. Uh, I know we've not got the same courts there. Um, what's the reasoning behind not having the courts there again? Is it just not viable there or...? Um, so there's a well. I, we're hoping to get the championship court with the rollout um, court, but right. that's not confirmed yet because um, they don't want tape on um, their tennis courts. So we're having to get them a sample of the tape so that they can check that it won't damage their court. Oh, gosh, so right. you know, we're, we're hopeful we can have one court with the rollout courts, but right. we certainly the whole venue yeah the other reason for that is because even if they would let us have it we wouldn't fit enough courts in right venue because um those rollout courts they're like 62 by 32 feet um take up a lot of room they take up a lot of room yeah uh, and the cost of laying them out hiring them yeah uh we only bought 10 courts so the rest were effectively hired right um, oh, right so you know, so there's a lot of reasons uh, for it. That surface, though, at Bolton, as you know... Yeah, is, it's really good. Yeah, Really yeah, good, so yeah. I don't think it'll... I mean, OK, it won't look like the English Open, but it's good to differentiate the two tournaments, yeah. really, you know. Um, and, um, you know, Bolton is a lovely um, venue. It's a lovely place, you know, out of um, the tournament hours, etc. And I can assure you we will be out of there by 630 every night because Chris and I are going to go to dinner every night. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I, I assume that, um, I mean, the Nationals are going to be a breeze for you after the Open, but I assume they're growing at a fast pace as well. Yeah, um, so it's, it's different challenges this time. So by the way, I didn't really want to do the Nationals. I'd rather give somebody else the Nationals to do, but we don't have anyone you know, knocking on the door right now to do it. So and we don't haven't, haven't hired anyone. So we're having to do the nationals, right? Um, and because we want to be out by 6.30, we've decided that we have to limit the capacity every day. And that's giving us more challenges because although we've come up out front and said that we're limiting capacity, 
we get emails every day from people saying, I want to be in this event, I want to be in this event, I want to be in this event, and it looks like it's full. What's the chances of me getting yeah. in? All that extra correspondence is a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the whole point of the system telling you you're on standby is to let you know you're on standby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that's a bit of a challenge keeping up with the correspondence. Um, but you know, in terms of the amount of effort, it's as much effort for the nationals almost as the English Open because you still got to get the sponsors. You still got to put all those materials together. You know, Sally will still be working her socks off. Um, there's still the the games to be scheduled and all the rest of it. It's just slightly fewer numbers and currently our registration is at something like 660 um so are we, are we outgrowing bolton then potentially yeah yeah again we're, we'll talk about that at the board meeting yeah. because is that we need to do it for more days which is a challenge because it it's a tennis center and so yeah. you know it's not necessarily available yeah. or do we look somewhere else you yeah. know all of this has got to be discussed so yeah, you're right. We're getting to that real growing pains. Right? Yeah, it's amazing though, isn't it? Well, as it grows also, do, do you foresee a future where it's UK pickleball great or pickleball Great Britain where maybe the different countries in the British Isles can help each other so it's not all on you and, you know, everything comes together? Would, would that be easier or does that create more problems? So there were two attempts to develop a UK national governing body, UK um, Pickleball and GB Pickleball, um, but um, they, um, for, for various reasons, failed. Um, and that's why Pickleball Scotland started and Pickleball England started. It's a real shame that there isn't a Pickleball Wales. Um, we've, we've tried to encourage someone to to pick that up and to do it, but there's no one really looking to do that right now. Northern Ireland is going in with Ireland, so um, uh, so it wouldn't be a UK-wide um, organisation. I have spoken with Scotland several times about collaborating to um, develop a UK um, pickleball, um, and that we have different, you know, people from their board on and our our board on their on the on their overall board, but you know, there's not really the appetite for it at this moment in time. I don't think, which might bite us in the bum eventually, because mm. you know, um, there are others that have got their sights on pickleball, and um, you know, they're not being something at the national level. You know, might might be a, a threat in the future, but who knows. Um, so are Pickleball England planning on any more tournaments or are you happy with the ones that you're just doing at the moment or are you happy to help any other people that are putting tournaments on? So um, we did have in our, our plan to try and do regional tournaments um, okay. as well, but we need resources to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we're not going to take on anything else until we've got resources um, and, you know, clubs that put on their tournaments, you know, especially the fundraising ones, we definitely want to encourage and, you know, we put them on our events calendar, etc. So, you know, I think that there's enough players now that the appetite mm, is there yeah. uh, for, uh, you know, more tournaments and things. The challenge is going to be the scheduling for everyone, right? Yes, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, it's just, it's interesting because we've noticed that there's a lot more activity from that point of view yeah. yeah a lot of smaller ones popping up isn't yeah. there 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, controversial question now. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Duper? <laughs> so, um, did you meet the Duper guys? Um, we didn't get a chance, actually. No. Oh, no. Good I know. They were that. brilliant. They were brilliant. And you could have played with them as well. I had a wedding, didn't I, on the Thursday night. That was the reason oh, I, course, I couldn't yeah. get there. So, um, yeah. if anyone... They were there all the they were there. Oh, were they? Oh, no, they were. oh shame. So um, we've, we've, we've spent an awful lot of time trying to make sure that the English Open upload of results is a successful one. I can't tell you how many hours we've gone into researching, in, you know, the, the duper IDs for people who have been at previous English Open and, and English Nationals, etc. So in the end, when we sent the upload, there were only 200 players without the duper ID. Um, and then Duper took that and they allocated IDs for those people as well. So I think this week, people's Duper... Yeah, mine's been updated, updated. yeah. Okay, so what's your, what's your number now? 4.15. I'm yep. surprised it's a bit higher than that because you won the... the yeah, the yeah last... mine's a bit lower yeah. than I thought. I'm 3.8 really? something. Because Tracy's uh, went up to 4.52. Right. But mine, mine didn't. We we're, we're not sure that our men's, we don't see our men's doubles results. Well, there. maybe it's not finished uploading okay. then. Right, yeah. okay. So, so give it a few days, um, you know. Um, yeah, I was surprised with it, that. It's an algorithm mm -hmm. and it's based on, you know, your expected um, uh, result, you know, versus what the actual result was as yeah. well. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, it. I know there's controversy around it, but it's it's the only thing we really have, and I, you know, what the reason why we've been pushing to get it as accurate as possible for um, after the English Open is so that we can use it for seeding. Yes. Yes. Else, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, so um, you know, offline we can have another discussion about it once you've got all your results in, if you like. Okay. But you know, in the absence of anything else, I think that. You know, it's the only thing we've got to work with. And, you know, Chris Chris might think his rating isn't as high as it should be, but, he, you know, you can't deny. Yeah. You can see the impact of every game on his rating, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a bit surprised by mine. I thought it would be slightly higher than that, but hey-ho, whatever, you know. It, for us, really, it's not so much the rating. It's it's the, the, the slowness of the update, which... Obviously, they've got, you know, we're not a priority to them that we've got certain, but I feel like in England, we're ignored. That's because that's not, that's not really, I can't, we can't blame Duper for that, actually. Okay. Our results were ready immediately after the um, uh, uh, open, but there were so many blanks for the, the Duper ID, so many. There was like uh, 400 blanks. Right. And our experience, the last time we did uploads, when you've got that many blanks, it causes mayhem because if people have got a, um, a, a duper ID, it, it gives a duplicate and then people are moaning about the fact that there's duplicates and then they have to try and consolidate them. And we decided that for duper's reputation and our reputation, we'd be better off trying to clean the information up before sending it. So a lot of time and effort went into that um and um you know i'm hopeful that the end result when all of the results are in i know that they've actually been 
um, uh, doing it in batches to make sure they can, you know, check the data afterwards to make sure there's no problems because they want it to be right this time. They don't want people to have an experience that um, creates a lot of complaints and things mm, like that. Right. I noticed in the nationals, um, the actual this year it's four point oh plus anyway. There's no four point five bracket. Um, I guess you can't do numerous brackets all the time, you know. So it's about that capacity yeah. uh, challenge, right? And um, we looked at the um, registrations um, for the previous year and at the English Open, and the number of players at the 4.5 uh, level um, isn't there. Right. It's just a separate bracket. So we put those together. That makes sense. That okay. makes well, sense. if you can give us an easy group, that would help. <laughs> Well, I don't do the scheduling, so... No, so got no chance then. Who do we need to pay? <laughs> well, again, we don't really look at people. What we do is we seed um, the top people. Yeah. Um, and then after that, there's IDs for people. So you don't really see right. who you're scheduling. It's quite anonymous, right. really, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's a bit of a surprise for us when we see the schedules come through as well. Exciting. <laughs> okay. So... Um, what does the next year hold for Pickleball England? Is there anything you can tell us that you're working on behind the scenes that could excite people or are we just going to expect the same, um, the Open again and things like that or is there something exciting you could tell us? Well, um, I think that um, that's an answer I should give after we've had the board meeting. We're okay. trying to have a face-to-face -face board meeting. So we need a part three then? <laughs> it's a regular series yes <laughs> I'm happy I, I love talking to you I could talk to you all day <laughs> oh thank you thank you uh, yeah we've got a face to face board meeting coming up after the nationals okay. so we'll be doing like a wash up of both the English Open and the nationals and a wash up of what's been happening this year because you know um, registrations are going through the roof yeah. um, lots of new places to play um, and you know there are challenges related to all of that as well so you know we'll come back with a clear plan after that because in fact the purpose for that meeting is to prepare for the AGM as well okay. um, one of the exciting things that's going on though is more and more schools want to be um, doing oh, pickleball so we've been playing we've been talking to schools we've been talking to um, uh, service providers that um, introduce different sports to schools as well because you know we recognize we haven't got enough volunteers to cover everything so if we can work with those service providers that would be a good thing you know so there's lots of things like that going on as fantastic and well. um, have you worked with um council local councils have you got what's their kind of response because we've thought about contacting them we we see empty tennis courts do, do you get what is pickleball or do you get a different kind of response or does it vary so um, I personally have only spoken to a couple of um, councils. Um, the county reps and the regional directors tend to have more of the conversation with the councils. I, I haven't had an update recently to find out things are changing because um, I'm sure that they are evolving and that now more people are familiar with pickleball. Um, I mean, I can't remember who it was that said this to me, um, but yesterday I was talking to someone and they said, um, that they mentioned pickleball and for the first time someone didn't say pickle what <laughs> yeah right so you know it's definitely changing yeah uh, and I think this morning there's another article in the Sunday Times which is about the fourth that they've done in you know in as many weeks you know so um, you know writers are wanting to write about it so okay. that all helps to increase awareness and you know that's one of the areas we have spent some money this year we've got a PR agency that 
work with all these journalists because right. you know that's a job that we wouldn't be able to keep up with otherwise you know fantastic okay so just to finish off anything else you would like to say you know should we call it as this this is going to be a regular thing should we call it karen's <laughs> final thoughts <laughs> <laughs> um well, you know, thank you to everyone that has supported Pickleball England and our tournaments. Um, you know, the people I particularly appreciate are those that, you know, obviously enjoy every second of it and, um, uh, you know, play their games um, and appreciate that, you know, they can go one way or the other. But thank you to everyone. Um, will it. you and Chris be at the Northwest um, Festival? I don't think we can make it. I would love it. to one of my favourite festivals to be honest yeah because I remember seeing yeah. you there last time yeah yeah. I'll let them have a weekend <laughs> off <laughs> you know it took me two weeks to recover I'm sure from the English um, Open and I think the Northwest Festival is just sort of a few weeks before the English Nationals yeah I committed to it you know we might swoop in and do a oh it'd be lovely to see you we can do a, a live yeah. podcast with you if you're there well, we'll, we'll see you a couple of weeks after <laughs> we'll anyway. see you at the nationals yeah. anyway yeah. as always karen yeah, it's an absolute so pleasure to talk to you um thank, thank you, you for again. all the insight and all your hard work and, and everything you do and to everybody out there and to chris and all the volunteers yeah. and all the members of staff as well so thanks for that uh, and you. we'll look forward to seeing you soon thank Brilliant. you thanks guys take care okay, thank bye. you bye.